Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to say greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hawk Bolden, and I'm so grateful to the Lord to be able to come before you and share with you the things that have that God has laid on my heart to share today. And uh, I'm so uh, glad and happy to be able to uh, have these devotions with you on a daily basis again. I pray that you are being blessed so far. And uh, we just, again, look forward to to, uh, spending the morning with you, starting our mornings with you, and um, just hearing what God is going to say to us uh, today. So we started off talking about seasons. And uh, we're going to go more into detail. I think we have preached on it before, but uh, to, but this during this series, uh, we're going to go more into uh, detail about what the Lord I want to speak to us about the season uh, that we uh, that we uh, are in. And so, if you have your Bibles again, let's go to the third chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes, and uh, we're going to start reading at at uh, verse one. And it says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. And so that, that verse there, of course, we explained what that meant yesterday, that everything that basically, everything that happens in our lives, every uh, thing that God allows in our lives, there's a reason and there's a purpose for it. And so what does that mean? That, that, that means that there will be times when it's pleasurable, and there will be times where there things are not so pleasurable, but we that's where our faith in God comes in that. You know, that's where our faith in God comes in that. And so we have to uh make sure that we are not bitter when we're experiencing a season that we don't necessarily like. Now, I, I said yesterday that that seasons don't overlap, that, that God does not intend for seasons to overlap. And the purpose of that of course is to uh, help us uh, so that we 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 don't we don't get so entangled that we we lose our purpose. And so this is what I mean. If you look at seasons as assignments from God or assignments of God, in other words, uh, for instance, in in when you were in school, uh, you had math, science, uh, social studies, or history, or whatever, and uh, several other subjects, uh, English and things like that. And so when you were in a classroom, you were not trying to do several different assignments at one time. Uh, you, you did one assignment, and then you moved on to the next assignment. Now, the reason why I said that seasons do not overlap is because when you have learned and you have mastered the season that you are in, you move on to the next season, but you, you still are a master of the previous season, that makes any sense. And so if you don't learn what you're supposed to learn, which is the reason why, if you don't learn what you're supposed to learn while you are in the season that you're in, then you won't master, then you won't, uh, you will fall back if God was to move you to the next season. That's the reason why many people, they fall back because they can try to force themselves into the next season, you know, and, and depending on what it is, through their own will. And they get themselves in their, in, in, a, in another season and, and then they find out that they weren't ready to, to actually move on to that. You see that? Because now they're, they're, that's what makes people struggle 
with the same area over and over again. That's what makes people, um, when they thought that they have moved on and they thought that they have grown in an area, that's what made them uh, fall. It's God's way of letting them know that, you know, you're not mature in this area because you tried to hurry the season along. In other, in other words, you think that you're ready for the next season and you're not. You see that? And so, um, and so we have to be careful, you know, that we don't try to force God's hand and, 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 and try to make him move us into something that we're not ready for. And I've seen it happen over and over again. Somebody uh, think that they're ready for the next season, and uh, they try to force it, and they start living in it according to what they think. And before you know it, they're falling back into the same junk over and over again. And uh, then they, they and then they frustrate it, you know. But the, the problem is you. You see that it's not God. When God moves you to the next season, it's because He knows that you're ready for it. You see that He knows that you're ready, and you won't have to. You see but why? Because you can't unlearn something. Now you have to know that if you don't know anything else, you cannot unlearn something. And so once you have mastered something, then it's then you have mastered it. You see that you have mastered it. And you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to always know that 5 plus 5 equals 10. So I won't ever have to go back into the season of second grade and relearn that. You see that? I'm, I'm, that's something that I'm going to always know, see? And so that's the way it is with God, that He, when he progresses us. Uh, now, I, I, love the, I love the fact that we use, that God uses the term season in his word because it is not a graduation. You see that? And what do I mean? Uh, when we're talking about seasons, we're not talking about necessarily growth from one glory to glory. We're talking about lessons that you could have learned five years ago or that you could have learned even ten years ago. But God, he has set your course and, and, and decided uh, what you will learn and when. You see that? And so it's not necessarily an advancement as much as it is just a process that God wants to take you through for your life. Now, the problem that you can make, again, is looking at somebody else and, and thinking that you know what seasons that they have been through and what God has brought them through and trying to compare yourself to them and thinking that, well, I'm no further along than they are because they're in this season and I haven't experienced this season yet. You see that? But that's not the case because, it could be that you have gone through a season that they haven't gone through yet. God, he lays out our lesson plan, for lack of a better term. He lays out our lesson plan. In other words, what seasons we're going to go through and when, according to his will for our lives. And that's to keep us from thinking that we're more than somebody else because they're in a certain place or in a certain time, uh, season in their life, and we haven't experienced it yet or whatever. And so God, to keep all of that down, he has laid out a lesson plan for uh, a, a lesson plan for us, particularly. That's the reason why uh, the Lord can can preach a message that's an hour long, and different people will get different things out of it. You see that? Why? Because God speaks to people according to the season that they're in. Now it's important that you understand that that God will speak to you according to the season that you are in. And so, if you're hearing messages being preached and you notice that there is a pattern for you, then that's your clue about what season you're in. When you hear messages preached and you understand, oh, wait a minute, I'm hearing the same thing over and over again, or 
it seemed like the Lord is speaking to me in the same area over and over again. That's the that lets you know what season you're in, you see. And so if you listen to those messages sometimes you'll hear people testifying about how the Lord was speaking to them and all of them may say something different. And that, and that's a clue to them of concerning what season uh they are in, you see that. And it's a clue to you as well. If you experience the same thing that that's the season that that you are in. And so in Ecclesiastes chapter three, we're gonna start reading at verse one again. It says, To everything there is a per there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. All right, verse 2, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. So we're going to deal with the first couple of things on, on, on in uh, verse 2 there, a time to be born and a time to die. Now, you could think that that has something to do with, which it, it can in a way, but we're going to show you the difference here in a minute. Uh, being born and dying, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Now, the first thing, a time to be born and a time to die, what is the difference between that and a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted? One of them have to do with, now, when we're talking about a born, a time to be born and a time to die, uh, of course, it, it's naturally so talking about natural birth and death but it's also talking about what comes up what comes with everybody sees and death so what are we talking about when you're talking about a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted one of them the first set you have nothing to do with you couldn't control your birth just like you can't control your death but the second part of that is talking about a time to to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. That is talking about the things that you yourself can add and take away. And so the first part of that verse, it, that's talking about what God is responsible for. Everybody see, God was responsible for our birth. He decided when we were going to get here. You may say, well, well wait a minute, Brother Bowen, what about our parents? You know, our parents came together, and that's the reason, well, you know, just because your parents came together don't mean that you had to be born at that time. You might have siblings, and God could have chose to send that soul to this earth at, at the time that you were born. So in, in reality, God is the one that controls who comes here, what, when they come here, and when they leave here. So let's think spiritually now. A time to be born and a time to die. There are certain things in our personality that, you know, uh, that we that we are just born with. There are certain things that we have that's a part of us that we are born with for whatever reason. Sometimes they could be things that our parents have struggled with, whatever the case may be. And so I want you to notice that it says a time to be born. So there was a time for us to be born, and, and there were things that were birthed in us that we had nothing to do with. That, now, that's the whole idea of that. There are certain things that we were born with that we had nothing, that, and, I, and I should put it this way, that we were birthed, that was birthed on the inside of us that we had absolutely nothing to do with. Now, that could be good or bad. Everybody see. A time to be born and a time to die. What does that mean? That things that we had absolutely nothing to do with we made no conscious decision to pick it up. In other words, to plant it, 
And so in those things, we need the Lord to kill on our behalf, if that makes any sense. Those things that we were born with, those the, the personality, and those things, the, our thought process, there's some things we were born with, and, and some things are not pleasing to God that we were born with. You know, sometimes we we can think, oh, this is just my personality. And don't get me wrong, God can use some of the things that we were born with, but there there are some things about us that's ugly to heaven. There are some things about us that we should not just accept as being a part of us just because that's the way we've been our whole lives. And you know what was what's crazy about it, a time to be born, uh, um, the, in other words, those things that were birthed in us, uh, we can get so used to looking at those things and we, you know, uh, that we don't even realize that those things are there anymore. Now, other people may see those things. You know, uh, when I look at my hand here, uh, there's nothing awkward about my hand to me. I guess because I've had the same hand for as long as I can remember. But you notice babies, when they get to a certain age, maybe four or five months, somewhere in there, uh, you see them moving their hand, and all of a sudden, they're looking at it like, oh, wait a minute, this is me moving my hand. And and, and it's them recognizing that they they had that this is what they were born with and wait a minute, this is me. In other words, it's discovered now. Something that they were born with, you see. And so at some point in our lives, we have to do an examination and we have to do uh have to discover some things about ourselves. Now I'm gonna tell you a lot of times what we don't like uh concerning this process is a lot of times because we were born with certain things and we have gotten so used to it that when God sends somebody, especially when we're not willing to examine ourselves and really be pure-hearted and open towards the Lord, when God some sends someone to examine us for us, we can get offended thinking that they're rejecting us because the thing is so embedded on the inside of us, we can think they're rejecting us instead of, calling out the thing that God wants to uproot or calling out the thing that God wants to kill in our lives. In other words, that he wants to cause to be dead in our lives. You see that? And so we have to be careful that we don't get so caught up in self that, you know, in other words, things that we were born with, that we take it as rejection when God wants to come along and kill that thing that we can't control that thing that we had nothing to do with being there. You see that? You, you ever wonder why the Bible, the Lord tells us that we must be born again? Why? Because there are some things that we were born with, a lot of things, we'll just be honest, there are a lot of things that we are born with that God does not intend for us to die with. Naturally so. And so we have to become born again. In other words, God has to do a, a regeneration work on the inside of us, you know, and those things that that nasty attitude we've had and that sarcasm and all of that junk that we, we just come here with and the, the stubbornness. And I'm telling you, I've seen some stubborn babies that, and, and honestly, they can come here that way. And all of that stuff, we can think, oh, well, that, you know, so it moves, and, and, and if we're not careful, we, we accept the terms of the world for it. <laughs> what do I mean? 
So what did we just mention? Stubbornness. And most of us, if we paid any attention, we've seen some stubborn babies, some stubborn toddlers, and we, and, and we can think, oh, that's just there. And, and we even fix it up because by, by the time they become grown, they've accepted and have been told, oh, so you're just strong-willed. No, you're not strong-willed. You're stubborn. You see that? <laughs> we just call it what the Bible calls it. You're stubborn. You see? And so it's important that we see it the way heaven sees it. You see, the Bible don't say nothing about strong will, but it, it talks about stubbornness all day long. You see that? That's our term, strong will. But God's term is, are you stubborn? And, and another term that he uses for that, stiff-necked, hard-hearted. You see that? And, and so we have to see things the way God sees it and not try to make it pretty. You see that? And not try to dress it up so that that it's acceptable. There's nothing wrong with admitting, you know, I've been wrong all these years. My personality is some stuff about me that I have had about me ever since I can remember. And, and that, you know, things that were birthed in me, things that, that I was born with, some of this junk need to be killed. Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new what? Preacher. In other words, he is a new creation. And, I, and I'm sorry to say, but there are some people who call themselves believers who have not become a new creation. And that's where their struggle is. Things that they were born with that they are refusing to give up. Things that were birthed in them that they are refusing to give up. You see that? And I think that that's a sad situation when you want to be born again and you want to experience the new life but don't want to give up the old life. A time to be born and a time to die. That, And I believe, I'm, and I'm going to tell you this, we do not move on to the next season if we have not learned. And we can't move from season to season in the Lord if we have not learned to let things go. See, because that's part of the lesson that we're supposed to learn there letting things go that God never intended it for us to have to begin with. You see that? And, and every season you go through, you're going to experience this pruning process. Things that you were born with, those things are supposed to fall off. Why? Because, again, if they don't fall off, you won't be ready to take on the new things that God has for you in the next season. You see that? And so let's make up our minds that, Yes, I was born this way. Yes, some things were birthed in me. But you know what? That don't have to be me. And when God, if you're, if, if you're not examining yourself, you know, then you need to be able to accept, and you need to anyway, accept when God sends somebody to you to tell you about yourself. Why? Because if you don't, it's, listen, it's impossible to grow if you're not in a place to learn even about yourself. And I'm telling you, that's something that, that is hard for flesh. I, I, I have learned that that flesh does not want to be told that it is wrong and that it needs to die, you know. So what do you think it means when it tells you to crucify your flesh? That's talking about that junk that you were born with, that junk that you've accepted, that you tried to dress up, you tried to make it look like it was cute, and, you know, that's just you. And, and don't think for one minute, God is going to use the ugly there. 
you through that. God can't use that. We become a new creature. He's the one. He's the pattern. He's the one that shapes us and molds us. So let's let's not get caught up in thinking that you know God is just supposed to use everything that we were born with. Let let's die. You see that, and let's allow the Lord to kill that junk that He needs to kill in our lives, so that we can move on to the next season. Let's not accept that. Let's not just accept that. Okay, this is a part of me. You see that? And so, what does it boil down to? Remove pride, pride out of the way, so that you can be uh, seasoned, so that you can be um, regenerated, and so that you can be born again, and so that you can go from season to season and glory to glory in the Lord, and and so that the Lord can grow you up and and help you to move on. You see that? Let's allow the Lord to to dispense or to take away those things in our lives that's not pleasing to him, no matter how embedded it is in our personality. Let's allow him to do the work that he needs to do in our lives so that we can move forward in him. Amen. We want to say thank you again for joining us. Uh, we, we pray that something was said that was a blessing to you. And again, uh, we'd love to hear from more of you uh, concerning uh, how this message has touched you. So you can email us at gcbministries at gmail.com. And, uh, so we look forward to hearing from you. Have a blessed day.